laudamia by william wordsworth from the world's best poetry volume two love part two read for LibriVox.org by anusha ayer as the narrator sonia as laudamia thomas peter as hermes and craig franklin as protesilaus laudamia with sacrifice before the rising morn vows have i made by fruitless hope inspired and from the infernal gods mid shades forlorn of night my slaughtered lord have i required celestial pity i again implore restore him to my sight great jove restore so speaking and by fervent love endowed with faith the suppliant heavenward lifts her hands while like the sun emerging from a cloud her countenance brightens and her eye expands her bosom heaves and spreads her stature grows and she expects the issue in repose o terror what hath she perceived o joy what doth she look on whom doth she behold her hero slain upon the beach of troy his vital presence his corporeal mould it is if sense deceive her not tis he and a god leads him winged mercury mild hermes spake and touched her with his wand that calms all fear such grace hath crowned thy prayer laudamia that at jove's command thy husband walks the paths of upper air he comes to tarry with thee three hours space except the gift behold him face to face forth sprang the impassioned queen her lord to clasp again that consummation she essayed but unsubstantial form eludes her grasp as often as that eager grasp was made the phantom parts but parts to reunite and reassume his place before her sight Protesilaus, lo thy guide is gone confirm i pray the vision with thy voice this is our palace yonder is thy throne speak and the floor thou treadst on will rejoice not to appall me have the gods bestowed this precious boon and blessed the sad abode great jove laodamia doth not leave his gifts imperfect spectre though i be i am not sent to scare thee or deceive but in reward of thy fidelity and something also did my worth obtain for fearless virtue bringeth boundless gain thou knowest the delphic oracle foretold that the first greek who touched the trojan strand should die but me the threats could not withhold a generous cause a victim did demand and forth i leapt upon the sandy plain a self-devoted chief by hector slain supreme of heroes bravest noblest best thy matchless courage i bewail no more which then when tens of thousands were depressed by doubt propelled thee to the fatal shore thou foundst and i forgive thee here thou art a nobler counsellor than my poor heart but thou though capable of sternest deed wert kind as resolute and good as brave 
and he whose power restores thee hath decreed thou shouldst elude the malice of the grave redundant are thy locks thy lips as fair as when their breath enriched thessalian air no spectre greets me no vain shadow this come blooming hero place thee by my side give on this well-known couch one nuptial kiss to me this day a second time thy bride jove frowned in heaven the conscious parquet threw upon those roseate lips a stygian hue this visage tells thee that my doom is past nor should the change be mourned even if the joys of sense were able to return as fast and surely as they vanish earth destroys those raptures duly erebus disdains calm pleasures there abide majestic pains be taught o faithful consul to control rebellious passions for the gods approve the depth and not the tumult of the soul a fervent not ungovernable love thy transports moderate and meekly mourn when i depart for brief is my sojourn ah wherefore did not hercules by force wrest from the guardian monster of the tomb alcestis a reanimated corse given back to dwell on earth in vernal bloom medea's spells dispersed the weight of years and ison stood a youth mid youthful peers the gods to us are merciful and they yet further may relent for mightier far than strength of nerve and sinew or the sway of magic potent over sun and star is love though oft to agony distressed and though its favourite seat be feeble woman's breast but if thou goest i follow peace he said she looked upon him and was calmed and cheered the ghastly colour from his lips had fled in his deportment shape and mien appeared elysian beauty melancholy grace brought from a pensive though a happy place he spake of love such love as spirits feel in worlds whose course is equable and pure no fears to beat away no strife to heal the past unsighed for and the future sure spake of heroic arts in graver mood revived with finer harmony pursued of all that is most beauteous imaged there in happier beauty more pellucid streams an ampler ether a diviner air and fields invested with purpureal gleams climes which the sun who sheds the brightest day earth knows is all unworthy to survey yet there the soul shall enter which hath earned that privilege by virtue ill said he the end of man's existence i discern who from ignoble games and revelry could draw when we had parted vain delight while tears were thy best pastime day and night and while my youthful peers before my eyes each hero following his peculiar bent prepared themselves for glorious enterprise by martial sports or seated in the tents chieftains and kings in council were detained what time the fleet of aulis lay enchained the wished-for wind was given i then revolved the oracle upon the silent sea and if no worthier led the way resolved 
that of a thousand vessels mine should be the foremost prow impressing to the strand mine the first blood that tinged the trojan sand yet bitter oft times bitter was the pang when of thy loss i thought beloved wife on thee too fondly did my memory hang and on the joys we shared in mortal life the paths which we had trod those fountains flowers my new-planned cities and unfinished towers but should suspense permit the foe to cry behold they tremble haughty their array yet of their numbers no one dares to die in soul i swept the indignity away all frailties then recurred but lofty thought in acts embodied my deliverance wrought and thou though strong in love art all too weak in reason in self-government too slow i counsel thee by fortitude to seek our blessed reunion in the shades below the invisible world with thee has sympathized be thy affections raised and solemnized learn by a mortal yearning to ascend seeking a higher object love was given encouraged sanctioned chiefly for that end for this the passion to excess was driven that self might be annulled her bondage prove the fetters of a dream opposed to love aloud she shrieked for hermes reappears round the dear shade she would have clung tis vain the hours are past too brief had they been years and him no mortal effort can detain swift toward the realms that know not earthly day he through the portal takes his silent way and on the palace floor a lifeless corpse she lay thus all in vain exhorted and reproved she perished and as for a wilful crime by the just gods whom no weak pity moved was doomed to wear out her appointed time apart from happy ghosts that gather flowers of blissful quiet mid unfading bowers yet tears to human suffering are due and mortal hopes defeated and o'erthrown are mourned by man and not by man alone as fondly he believes upon the side of hellespont such faith was entertained a knot of spiry trees for ages grew from out the tomb of him for whom she died and ever when such stature they have gained that ilium's walls were subject to their view the trees tall summits withered at the sight a constant interchange of growth and blight end of poem this recording is in the public domain